Welcome to Ask Me About K-Pop, the essential guide for recent converts and seasoned fans alike. My name is Shannon. And I'm Angelica. And welcome to another deep dive episode of the podcast. Yes, this time we're throwing it all the way back to the first generation. Absolutely. Uh, The group we're talking about today, SES, they debuted 25 years ago in November. And I know we had it on our to-do list to do it around the 25th (laughs) anniversary, but things always get pushed around. Mm -hmm. But it's fine because today is Bada's birthday. Hey, there we go. There's always a connection. Always a connection. I think we made the same connection for our TVXQ deep dive. We were like, it's Yuno's birthday. So that's the reason. (laughs) (laughs) So happy birthday, Bada. Yeah. Um, But I was excited to do this one because uh, earlier last year we did a deep dive on baby fox mm-hmm. which we learned was chronologically the first like k-pop girl group of this era but ses is like remembered as and even sm says they were the first mm-hmm. girl group yeah. like people remember them as the first and i think it's kind of prescient because this era of music and style is very hip right now absolutely yeah the whole like early t- early 2000s like TLC box video vibes is like what it all the new girl groups are doing right now so SES I think we're going to see so many trends throughout their music videos that are like oh well that's still on music shows right now right now (laughs) so I thought for everybody who like you know really likes new jeans style or whatever like you should go all the way back and check out this SES stuff because I think you might like what you see it's a good time um, yeah, so if you've never listened to a deep dive episode before, we always follow the same format. We will tell you some big picture facts about the group, introduce you to all the members, and then go chronologically through their timeline. Mm-hmm. And then we will end it by watching one of their music videos together. And that's how the deep dive works. So yeah. you're ready? Let's do it. Let's go back to 1997. So, SES. That is their name. It is S period, E period, S period. That is how you must (laughs) stylize it. The fans take it very seriously. Um, They debuted on November 28th, 1997 under SM Entertainment, and they were SM's very first girl group. Mm -hmm. And I think they definitely like set a standard and a bar for like what SM girl groups have to be from that point on. And definitely set a very specific like color for for sm girl groups i think like the sound of Mm -hmm. ses and sort of like the way that their voices fit together like definitely creates the formula yes they need to be sing this way and be this pretty like Mm -hmm. forever yes that's how it goes Um, so SES actually comes from all of their names. So the first S is for C because Bada, the stage name of one of the girls, means C mm. in Korean. So that's where that S comes from. And then Eugene and Shu are the other two members. So it makes SES. Yes. And like I said, the fans say you have to put the periods after each letter. That's how it goes. Um, And I learned this was a little confusing because I don't know much about Japanese, but I saw that when they promoted in Japan, they were called ESS Mm. because of the way that long vowels work in Japanese. Like SES didn't work. I don't know. Mm. Something interesting about their name is different in Japanese. Interesting. I wonder if it's like how, you know, like 
when you spell S E S in Hangul, technically the vowel is first because it's S E S. You know <laughs> yeah, what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like how Ace is like A E S, and so like you switch it around. So maybe it has something to do with that. But I am not. I don't speak Japanese. And I also saw that on an NBC show once in 1998, when they introduced them, the like host was like. Their name means super emotional sound. (laughs) (laughs) And so that was like a thing that people said for a long time. But the fans are like, it doesn't mean that. Like one reporter just said that. Like Mm. it doesn't mean super emotional sound. It's not official. No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Their fan color is pearl purple. Pretty. Love that. And their fan club name is Friend. Wow. So simple. Not Chingu. Friend. Friend. The English word. Yeah. Friend. Very simple. They were they were early. People didn't have to get sure. that. Like white angels, friend. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. keep it simple. Well, and <laughs> it's it fits very nicely that their fandom name is friend because as we'll talk about it a little later, like toward the end of the episode or to the end of their timeline. But they were known for like having very good relationships with each other and with their fans. Yes. So it makes sense. I think it's like a fitting name. Mm -hmm. So some overall notes about SES, as I said up top, they are not technically the first, but they're definitely like the most popular girl group of the first generation. Mm -hmm. And they set a standard that everyone else had to live up to. Um, And they were trendsetters, like for sure. All the things that SES did with their hair, that's what everyone wanted Mm -hmm. to do with their hair. They were the people you took their picture to the hairstylist because everyone wanted to look like SES. But they were also very like fresh faced. Yeah. If you look at like the vast majority of their promo photos for albums and stuff, they have what appears to be no makeup Mm -hmm. on like unlike baby Vox where they tried to be like sexy and cool and like the lashes and the yeah yeah yeah. SES almost never looks like they even have makeup on like they're so very much like a girl next door kind of band of like you could go to school with these girls and like they just happen to be in a girl group or something and they had a very like natural look when they first debuted with like their you know natural hair colors and very little makeup and just trying to be like girls you'd see at the mall Mm -hmm. and they were the first group to ever be called fairy idols Mm -hmm. so that's where the term came from because they were like precious angel fairies yeah and also at a certain point they like literally wore fairy wings like in their music videos so Mm -hmm. it was it didn't just come out of nowhere (laughs) um and a few interesting uh facts or opinions from some fan (laughs) sites and some videos I watched of SES this week. They're the only group at the time where all of the members are married and moms. Oh, fun. So they, I mean, there's only three of them, so it's not hard, but Hey, an accomplishment. Um, and they were the first group to coin a quote, Nuna unit of younger male supporters because I guess Opa units had been a thing oh, like for sure. HOT. And so like, this was the first girl group and boys liked them. And so mm, it was like, okay, yeah, yeah. there's a new demographic here. Fun. Um, sometimes the group was called S E syndrome mm. because of their popularity. Um, and I learned that antis would purposefully pronounce the name Cess just to like show their anti-ness like we don't even care about sess and hot (laughs) 
Um, and then I saw in a video that was from when they reunited that like, despite them constantly being pitted against all of the other girl groups of the time, they were actually like very good friends with everybody. And a bunch of the members are still in what they call vegetable group, which is like a friend group of first generation girls, like baby Vox members. And like, I can't remember some of the other groups. And then they all have a vegetable like nickname. Oh, cute. And they like still get together to this day. Aww. So like they were friends. They were friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With each other and with everyone else. Nice. I like <laughs> it. I like it. Overall, SES released six Korean albums and two Japanese. They have 19 major award wins out of 24 nominations and 31 music show trophies. They sold approximately 3.5 million albums between 1997 and 2002 and did 19 CF campaigns, including LG Phones, one for the General Election Commission, Etude Makeup, Adidas, Shrimp Crackers, Canon Printers, and and Japanese tourism. And then I also found that they were awarded three different honors from the Korean government. They received accommodation in leading celebrity in 1999 from the Ministry of Culture, Sports, and Tourism, an appreciation plaque in 2000 from the Korean Federation of Trade Unions, and a youth crime eradication plaque from the two in 2002 from the Suwon District Prosecutor's Office. And I'm very curious what they did to earn that plaque. Yeah. <laughs> Did they prove that kids didn't do crime because they, they were, were listening, listening to SES? <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, they picked up a kid in the jail and he's like, I don't want to be like this for SES. Yeah, all the and kids like, in the youth centers were like, well, I was going to deal drugs, but then I listened to SES instead. Yeah, who knows? Um, all right. Now so let's, let's meet the members. Yeah. First up, we have Bada, our leader and main vocal. Her birth name is Che Song Hee, and she was born February 28th, 1980. So happy 43rd birthday to Bada Yay. today. And she was born in Jonnam, South Korea. And we always try to describe what people look like so that you can point them out in the music video. And Bada has like a very strong chin, like her face angles are just like very strong. Mm. Her eyes are kind of wide set. And then she has like a very defined cheek line, like the little round under apples of her cheeks have like a very deep set line. And then like what I could only describe as like long dimples, like when she <laughs> smiles, it's not like a cheek dimple, but it's like her whole cheekbone makes like a, like a cut. Yes, like uh, the line that people want to get when they get their to like contour. bugle fat removed or whatever, yeah. like that, you know, like the scream mask. <laughs> yeah, it's like the hollowed out cheekbones. Totally. Um, Bada's father, Che Sewol, was a trot and pansori singer when she was growing up, but they were apparently like very, very, very poor mm -hmm. and like grew up in like a house that was being paid for by a local church and like she did not have a lot of money growing up. After SES, she released five albums as a solo artist, 11 OSTs, and she appeared on the show Immortal Songs 28 times damn because she's a very good singer strongest singer in this group very yeah. good singer she's also starred in 10 musicals since 2003 including being l woods in legally blonde in 2010 Ooh, fun. i love that show me too <laughs> 
Uh, Bada got married to a restaurant mogul in 2017, and her daughter Rua was born in 2020. She is on Instagram at Bada0228, and she posts a lot of her really cute kid who is really, really cute. Oh, so. sweet. Nice little mom. The one thing that always drove me a little bit crazy about SES is that, and I get it, like, Bada means C, and that's where the S comes from. Like, fine. <laughs> But her name is Bada. Uh-huh. And her birth name is Song Hee. Right. The S it is right It starts with an S. <laughs> but I, I, I just had to get that off my chest. Sure. It's <laughs> Before fair. Before we move on from Bada. It's very fair. <laughs> I need to point out that her uh, stage name was ultimately superfluous. Yeah. You're not wrong at all. <laughs> all right. Who's next? Next up is Eugene. The visual and face and rapper of SES, and she was born Kim Yoo Jin on March 3rd, 1981 in Seoul. And she is the baby angel face one, the one in the middle of most pictures. Mm -hmm. She never really had like wild hair. Like she was just like the pretty one. She has a cute little chin, upturned lip corners, very round eyes, super symmetrical face. Like Eugene was like the standard of this time mm -hmm. like she was the it girl no one could talk like i don't know yeah no one could top her and she has a very big forehead like and a lot of times she doesn't have she doesn't always have like bangs to cover mm -hmm. it up she just has like a very wide forehead and they would like because she always had like the nice cute hair so they would like curl her natural colored hair and then like put it back in pigtails so you could just like see this big see round forehead face. yeah uh, Eugene moved to Guam as a child and she lived there until SES times and is fluent in English, mm -hmm. which is important. And I'll get into it later. She has the nickname Gokuma, which means sweet potato. Cute. Um, and she did a little bit of singing after SES, but she mostly just did acting and has appeared in 13 dramas since 2002. She married an actor named Ki Taeyong in 2011. They met playing the loving leads in a 2009 drama called Creating Destiny. So Cute. it's one of those like fall in love Show on the drama set stories. Mm -hmm. um, they have two daughters, Rohi, who was born in 2015, and Lauren, who was born in 2018. And Taeyong and Rohi were on Return of Superman mm. for two years, starting in 2016, like when Rohi was very little. Oh, and he was a very extra, extra dad. Like, <laughs> he's a very funny guy. Super extra. Adorable. It. And then lastly, we have Shu. And Shu was the main rapper, other lead vocal, and the maknae of mm -hmm. the group. Her birth name is Kuni Mitsushu, and she was born October 23rd, 1981, in Kanagawa, Japan. Mm. Um, Shu has like a very, like a triangle smile, mm. like, and she's usually smiling, but it's like almost like one of those South Park mouths where it's like <laughs> a triangle. Um, and she like was always the very smiley one, and she more recently has had quite a lot of plastic surgery mm -hmm. she's got the super full cheeks and a really tiny nose but back then she didn't <laughs> yeah and i feel like she had more of like a like thin sort of oval face mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um so shu she and her mother were both born in japan but they're ethnically korean so she's like mm -hmm. not technically 
Japanese. Like she's not ethnically Japanese. Oh, interesting. They just like lived there. Um, so she was, weirdly enough, before SES, she was part of a mixed gender project group that included Danny Ahn from G.O.D. and Kim Hwan Song from Energy. And none, that group obviously didn't happen because everyone ended up different mm-hmm. places. But I just thought that was interesting. Yeah. I always love a what could have been story. Alternate universe somewhere. She was the only person to stay at SM after their contracts ended. She stayed until 2006, which is why we've mentioned in our SM Town episodes mm-hmm. that there are like shoe songs yeah. on all of those albums. Um, and she released one solo album in 2010 and did a couple of musicals in Japan. But she didn't do much because she got married to a basketball player named Im Hyo-sung in 2010 it was a shotgun wedding because her son, Imu, was born just a few months later. <laughs> um, and then she had twin girls named Rayul and Rahi, who were born in 2013. And I remember, like, my introduction to Shu was that her and her twins and her big, tall husband were on a couple of episodes of Roommate. Oh, I don't okay. remember who they were friends with, but they, like, came mm, over to the house a couple of times. Maybe one of the actors or something. Maybe. But the crazy thing about Shu is that she... Like, pretty much lost everything in 2018 because there was, like, this rumor and it was, like, Celebrity A owes somebody a whole bunch of money for gambling. Mm-hmm. And it turned out it was her. So she got arrested and prosecuted and she was served with two years of probation for gambling in Macau. And then she was sued to by all the people that she owed money to. Damn. Um, she essentially said like in 2020, she was silent for years, but in 2020, she like wrote a letter and had like, she basically had to like sell all of her possessions and she was a landlord, but like couldn't afford to Mm. keep her buildings anymore. And like, she was working in like restaurants and grocery stores and just like trying to stay on her feet because of how badly she had gambled things away, which is nuts. But I looked at her Instagram, which is at Shudesu, S-H-O-O-D-E-S-U, and she seems to be doing fine. <laughs> she <laughs> Maybe she's to, gotten back on her feet. Yeah, she said. seems to still get to go to like, you know, take her nice like cafe pictures or whatever, be at the garden with her kids. So like, I hope she gets back on her feet. But like, mm-hmm. wow, isn't that wild? Yeah, rough, rough stuff. And we will get into the timeline in just a moment after this short break. Growing up in Los Angeles during the 1990s and 2000s, Vivian Yoon was like many Korean-American teenagers trying to find her own identity. She listened to K-pop all the time, but never told anyone else about it. Why? Well, the answer was complicated. This is the story of K-pop's coming of age, from the perspective of a Korean diaspora in Los Angeles. Through learning about K-pop's connections to her hometown, Vivian also discovers unexpected stories about her own family and Vivian's own story of what it means to be a Korean-American today amid the global rise of Korean culture. And after learning more than she ever expected about K-pop, K-Town, and her own family, Vivian comes to a different understanding of why she hid that part of herself from the world and what it means to be Korean-American today. This is California Love, K-Pop Dreaming from LAS Studios, a podcast series that blends memoir, pop culture analysis, and oral history to examine our shared sense of belonging. Listen now, anywhere you get podcasts. All right, we're back. 
and it's time to learn about the five short years of SES. They were short, but impactful. impactful. Ah, Jinx. (laughs) (laughs) So some interesting pre-debut stuff that I learned. So Lee Suman started working on this group in 96, like after H.O. Like as soon as Mm H.O.T. was successful, he was like, great, I'm going to do it with girls. Yeah. And according to Bada, she said many years later that the original name of the group was going to be Melrose. <laughs> like Melrose Place. I can only assume because <laughs> yeah. that was like one of the most popular TV shows at the time. So like, yeah, yeah they're cool and popular and hot. They mm-hmm. should be called Melrose. <laughs> um, and it was SM's intention for the group to be similar to TLC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is very obvious in the very beginning. Mm hmm. Um, so some casting stories, Bada was cast first after she performed Mariah Carey's hero at a high school talent show. Mm. She apparently had dreams of being a stage actor. Like she wanted to do musicals, but apparently Lee Suman knew in what dire financial situation she was Mm. in and was basically like, I will pay for you to go to college. I'll pay for whatever you want. Wow. If you be. A singer, the for singer in my new girl group. Wow. And he told her that, quote, being the lead vocal in the first girl group is something they'll never be able to take away from you. Wow. He really loved Bada a that lot. Title has an asterisk because of Baby Vox. But yes, but yes. You can, they can never take that away from you. But I'm sure when they were planning <laughs> it, I bet yeah. they didn't know that someone was going to scoop them yeah, yeah, to yeah, first totally. girl group. And it is still the first SM girl group. Yes, yes. Shu's pre-debut story is like pretty varied and debated. Like it's very weird with these kind of pre-internet groups Mm -hmm. where there's like so little archives. And so a lot of it is just what people remember of like, I saw an interview one time where she said this. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're not sure. Paraphrased interviews that are not specifically sourced right (laughs) yeah totally but the story seems to be that she was training at inner space for this co-ed group this is the company that had the group space a Mm. that has come up in some of the flashback episodes and then apparently she and her friends were just like playing hide and seek at the Lottie mall, like goofing around being kids. And she got street, like Mm, approached by an SM person being like, you wanted to come to SM instead. So she did. Mm -hmm. Eugene's story is very interesting though. She was the last one added and only trained for five months before the group debuted. But the story with Eugene it's they call it a Cinderella story because <laughs> it feels like a very your name kind of story. Mm. So she lives, she's living in Guam. HOT comes to Guam for some kind of promotional, like singing at a mall, something. Okay. So Eugene and her brother and all her friends like go down to like meet HOT at the airport or whatever. And they, she had made them candy lays mm. to like give them at the airport. And so she came up to HOT to give them these candies and like said like welcome to Guam or whatever like in Korean and the manager was like oh shit are you Korean you speak English too and she was like yeah and they were like perfect we did not get a translator for this hey wow can you hang out with us all weekend so she got to like be HOT's like translator for this Guam trip and all the HOT members said years later that everyone was like stunned by how beautiful and charming and wonderful she was that everyone just like fell in love with her (laughs) so they like gave her a business card and were like you get in contact with us so she like made an audition tape 
mailed it to SM. Lee Suman was like, get her here. Wow. And that's it. Five months later, debuted. Boom. Wow. Cinderella story indeed. Yeah, that's so for fun. real. Uh, I also learned that there was supposed to be a fourth member of the group mm. who was going to be able to speak Chinese because they wanted to have like yeah. Korean, Japanese, English, Chinese. Yeah, sure. And cover everything. But I guess the girl who was the Chinese trainee like was like, never mind. I want to go to school instead. Mm. So they didn't have a fourth, but they were going to have a fourth. Well, that's fun. Still three languages, though. Yeah. Um, One more thing pre-debut. The original concept was also supposed to be similar to H.O.T. Mm-hmm. And he wanted them to be, quote, female warriors <laughs> okay. because H.O.T. were warriors. Right. If you yeah, didn't yeah, yeah. Forget. Mm-hmm. But when they got Eugene, they changed the entire concept because she's so angel faced and beautiful yeah. that it was like, no, we need to lean into this mm-hmm. instead of trying to make them tough or whatever, which probably was a good call because remember that baby Vox tried to do the tough, tough HOT rapping and people hated it immediately. Yeah. And then they had to completely rethink their vibe. So going with the like fairy idol version mm-hmm. instead definitely worked in their favor. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go. It's time to debut. <laughs> November 28th, 1997, their debut album entitled SES, The First Album, was released. And the debut single is called Parentheses Cause I'm Your Girl. So this song, like many SES songs we will learn, was written and produced by Yoo Young Jin mm-hmm. all by himself. Yes. Um, and as we discussed last week, the recording industry of Korea Chart did not exist yet. Mm-hmm. And there was no Hanto archive that I could find for 97. So I don't know how this album did, but they did get four music show trophies for nice. this song. And I read that the music video was in the top requests on music shows for 13 weeks Dang. after it was released. So it was very popular. The music video is like, I don't know. It's so deeply iconic. It's wild. <laughs> um, it's mostly boxes, blue, mm-hmm. yellow, orange, white, just boxes. Small boxes. Like when we usually Usually say a box video it's like oh it's like the size of a sound stage no these are like closets yes like <laughs> little photo booths that are in like a back of a sears yes. or something like they're so small <laughs> um but they this music video has bada's like most iconic hair in mm. it she has a high ponytail with like a poofy like a poofy scrunchie yeah like the little feather scrunchies and then she has three very deliberate and weird and long bang mm-hmm. pieces yeah, yeah, yeah that are like face length all yeah all the way down to the chin like the way that people used to just like slick down those two pieces of like with gel in the front that were the same length as the rest of your hair but the rest of your hair was up yes <laughs> and like this is such an iconic hairstyle like i feel like if someone were to dress like SES for yeah, Halloween. Yeah, this is what they go for. You mm-hmm. would pick yeah, yeah, yeah. these hairs. Especially with these like 
white TLC outfits yes. where they're like trying to like they're not in the silky pajamas, but they're wearing like the big pants and the little shirts and the big over like button ups, etc. Um, so it's very much the same silhouette. It is wild. Like I know they weren't around that long, but the silhouette and styling of SES basically doesn't change. Mm-hmm, like no. they wore big pants and either like a structured jacket or like a cool halter top or something. But like yep. that was it. that was what they wore. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. were always wearing cool baggy pants. And they never wore like skirts or dresses no. or like did like a different kind of concept or whatever. Like, I mean, obviously we're going to go through it, but it was very formulaic. It's consistent. Very consistent for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, the chorus lyrics of this song are, I hope you believe me, stay with me, cause I'm your girl, hold me baby, watch as I become more like you, stay with me, last forever, yeah. (laughs) Yes, and some of these lyrics are like, be by my side until the end of our lives, I would only want to live for you, and years later, on a show called XO90 2014, which was on Mnet, Dio talked about how there are many SES lyrics that are, quote, obsessive. And then they created a parody music video of I'm Your Girl, where Dio gets miseried <laughs> by some stalker woman literally tied to a bed and chained to a chair and gets like tranquilizer dot- <laughs> darts at him every time he tries to escape and they don't change the song at all it's just the exact same jaunty fun little track <laughs> <laughs> as he lives this like horror nightmare that's pretty fun that is funny <laughs> uh the song starts with and in the middle has some rapping which is Andy and Eric from Shinwa. Mm-hmm. That's whose voice it is. That's whose voices it is. But I thought it was weird because at the beginning, when they're like doing their like get everybody ready, they say we like Cess, y'all. And yeah. I read you're not supposed to call them Cess. It's S E S, but they say we like Cess, y'all, like a bunch of times. Yeah, they do. They also say we open up the new chapter of Funky New Jill Swing. New Jill <laughs> Swing. Cause it's girls. Cause it's girls. <laughs> Um, but yeah, this song has super iconic choreo, the like circle dance. Cause in the, in the chorus, they like put yeah, their they arms move their above them and do the little circle, but they also do that move that I feel like is just, I mean, maybe it's just so associated with this song because we've watched and talked about this song so many times over the years, <laughs> but also it's the thing that I think of, of like all groups at this time, even like S club seven and like bewitched and spice girls or whatever of that little like jump hip yes jump hip <laughs> like like yes, this move i know just, like, exactly what you mean with it yeah so that's what they do a lot yeah of. <laughs> all of their choreography is so very much that like remember that meme that was from forever ago that like old vhs tape of the lady being like this is hip-hop when you bend your <laughs> yeah. knees like this that's hip-hop like that's what all of their choreo is it's like that super 90s yeah. like this is hip-hop yeah 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 yeah, yeah. hip-hop for white people <laughs> i love it i love it so much um, in March 98, they released a second single from this album called Oh My Love. Oh 
uh, in both the music video and all the stages I found of this, they were wearing belted jeans. Yeah, <laughs> with like a so tucked 90s. in, tucked in top. But looking very like sweet girls next yeah. door, like they just co- got home from school or something that's like, oh, we have to perform. Like, what is something everybody has? Everybody has a white button up and jeans. Like, that's what everybody yes, has to wear. Show outfit. <laughs> <laughs> they got one music show trophy for Oh My Love. Great job. Uh, then March 19th, 1998, they had a concert in Japan, which was called SES First Live Tokyo, and it was held at the Roppongi Belfair, and there were a thousand people in attendance. Nice. So just an important Hallyu moment, mm-hmm. small concert in Japan. Then on May 31st, 1998, this is when Friend is born, Great. and they have their inaugural fan club meeting at Sejong University, and there were 2,500 people in attendance, and they were the first girl group to ever have an official fan club meeting. Great. Hallyu history being made. <laughs> Then on November 27th, 1998, they released their second album called See Eugene and Shu with the single Dreams Come True. This song was produced by Yu Young Jin with lyrics from Bada. And the song is actually a cover of Like a Fool, which is by a Finnish girl group called Nylon Beat. And three of the songs on this album are covers of Nylon Beat songs. The album went to number one on the November RIAK album chart. It won five music shows and sold over 650,000 copies. And like we said last week, this is when people were actually having to buy cassettes and yes, CDs physical and stuff. albums and the sales were recorded <laughs> at the store. <laughs> um, this music video we talked about a lot in our first gen episode mm-hmm. because it has so much like crummy 90s CGI in it. But like, you know, it really shows the times. Yeah. Um, they're like goddess nature angels they have like fairy wings Mm -hmm. and there's like ufos there's a part where a little alien like wraps in eugene's hand for a bit Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. we watched this when we did the deep dive into this year i think or no what why did we watch this i think it was just just for the the first gen episode. episode yeah it's really wild um but the this is where they get that fairy concept from and according to a 2021 review of this music video which I don't know why. Because Espa did it, I would guess. Oh, probably. Because Espa re-recorded this in 2021. Yes, yes, yes. So that must be why they were talking about the original music video at the time. But they said that it, quote, builds on the mysterious fairy concept that is still considered a symbol of the group. So this was a very important visual for SES. Yeah, I would agree. The styling is interesting because they are either wearing just like track suits, white, yellow or white or white or black track suits with like a yellow long sleeve shirt underneath. Mm-hmm. But then they also have these like white trench frock dresses <laughs> that like make them look like they live in a monastery or mm-hmm. like are yeah, aliens. Yeah, yeah. Like there's something very like, or like hospital nuns patients. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> But they're pretty and like H.O.T. wore similar things. It was a time at the mm-hmm. moment. And then, yeah, they have 
And there's also these little white dresses that have just like a little half little cape. capes. Yeah. But the whole music video has like an insane filter on it where all of the white is like fuzzy because it's, it's like essentially, yeah, so it's just like brightly. Vaseline on the lens. <laughs> um, the lyrics for this one are about, quote, my dreamy future will be spent by your side. Dreams so come true. The dreams baby. come true. There are four lyric credits for Bada on this album, uh, the title track, and also three B-sides, Feeling, Biga, and Eternal Love. And Eternal Love, she's the only writer on that song. Nice. The other ones, she shares the credits. Very nice. Mm-hmm. In January of 99, they released a second single from this album, and it is called I Love You. So this song won six music show trophies and the music video has not been remastered. It's mm. probably the worst quality video on this whole playlist. It's like you can't can't kind of can't even see what's going on <laughs> in it. It's so bad quality. But there are a bunch of stages and the stage looks for this were like completely solid colored school uniforms that like looked like school uniforms, but like it was all purple or whatever. Mm. And then they had these big white leg warmers (laughs) in every single stage well it's like now when people wear those leg warmers that like they're like pant legs that are only from the knees yeah 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 um and to me i was just surprised because to me this is like one of the ses songs Mm. so i was surprised that it like wasn't the main release from this album Hmm. interesting They also released a third single called Shy Boy. They didn't do it on any music shows, but I did put the music video in the playlist. And the music video is just them in the back of a van, like lip syncing to the song, probably on the way to another schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Quick, film this on your way. On March 11th of 1999, they released their first Japanese album, which was called Reach Out. And the lead single was Fate World. I know we don't usually talk about Japanese releases, but I really liked this song. Yeah, that one's really fun. It's nice. I like it. SES has such a good, like, laid back groove yes. to their songs, whereas, like, HOT would always have that, like, breakdown that suddenly, like, started yelling at you. And then SES is just, like, so pleasant. Yes. <laughs> this album went to number 37 on the Oricon and sold 13,000 copies. Pretty good. Pretty good. Um, On May 21st, 1999, they had an inauguration of their Taiwanese fan club. They held it in two different cities on two consecutive days and about 10,000 Taiwanese fans attended. And they were the first with this. It made them the first girl group to have an overseas fan club at all. Wow, that's really cool. And 10,000 people. That's big. Yeah, big event. On October 29th, 1999, they released their third album, Love, with the title track of the same name. Like 
This song was written by Yoo Young Jin, and the album was number one for both November and December of 1999. It sold over 760,000 copies, was the third best-selling album of the whole year, the second best-selling girl group album at the time. It beat out the record, which was held since 1968 by a group called the Pearl Sisters for their album My Dear Sister, and I believe that Love is still their best-selling album today. The music video we've talked about before, again, in that first-gen episode because Mm -hmm. of how much it cost, but something interesting about it is that all of the members are either blonde or redheaded now, like (gasps) dyed hair. And I read that that dyed hair got them banned from KBS because at the time, KBS and SBS didn't allow dyed hair on their music shows, So, so they were only allowed to promote on some of the weekly music shows, but the group said they wanted to project a more mature image so that's why they went with new hair dyes and this we the exact same thing happened to baby vox Mm -hmm. i remember there was also like one of them is blonde so you can't go on music shows exactly exactly but like we've said before the music video was filmed in new york and it cost over a million u.s dollars to film which was a lot at the time um but the dark concept that they had in the music video where they're like wearing heavier makeup and Mm -hmm. like darker colors was dropped by the end of their promotion schedule like it started out in the music video but they didn't keep with it and kind of went back to their like lighter fairy looks Mm -hmm. before the promotion cycle was even over yeah most of the styling for this was just kind of like sleek and classy like suit jackets Mm -hmm. and kiki berets but like the main focal point of this comeback is that eugene had this really ornate headpiece mm-hmm. that like tucked into her pigtails and like the jewels hung down on the side of her face and like yeah the Eugene headdress was very important for this. I watched an interview with Bada that where she talked about she called it elephant jewelry mm. and she <laughs> said that originally she was the one that was supposed to wear it and then like it became like Eugene's signature look or whatever but they called it elephant jewelry which I thought was really fitting because like once I heard that title I was like oh I can't unsee it on yeah. like a circus elephant yeah um <laughs> But anyway, um, uh, but anyway, the chorus, the lyrics to this song, the chorus is in English. It says, the girl that I used to be, you'll be changing my heart, baby. I like that. Um, and this whole album actually has 27 tracks, but 15 of them are talks that are one to three minutes long with like an opening meant and an ending meant like a whole ass concert. And they said in an interview that they had a really fun time in the recording studio and that the talks are a glimpse of their more like candid selves. So it's just kind of them like chatting in the microphone. That really does feel like such a like bygone um, concept of albums that had like a recorded message. Yeah. And like lots of old rap albums had skits. Mm-hmm. like a yeah, whole yeah, track yeah. would just be like a skit to yes, set up that's the so song true. that's <laughs> so true yeah well i feel like people it's probably because people pay less attention to albums as a whole right like especially in the western music industry like people just put out singles nowadays mm-hmm. and they don't put a lot of thought into like curating a whole piece with right. the album and that so many digital services like shuffle by default yes. and whatever mm-hmm. so like the thought of putting in a cd and listening to it yeah. all the way through yeah yeah it's just a bygone concept unfortunately it is 
But there are two lyric credits for Bada on this album. She wrote uh, the lyrics to Silver, which features Eric Munn, and Wait, which she also wrote the music for with Park Song Soo. There is a B-side on this album called Sharala, which features Shinwa. And one of the B-sides on this album is written by JYP and Hitman Bang, and it's called Taming a Playboy. (laughs) (laughs) It's honestly a bop. Nice, good find. Yeah, there's a breakdown, like the bridge of that made me go, ooh, and like turn around. I was like, oh, rewind that back. Like, let me play that again. It's a good one. In December of 1999, they released a second single from this album called Twilight Zone. got one music show trophy for this song and the music video is mostly them on like a runway Mm -hmm. and they're wearing kind of different outfits from normal like they're a little matrixy you said when we were watching it like kind of trench coat skirt all like all black, black big chunky platform shoe like boots like yeah definitely a different like tougher look and Shu has very short hair with a blue like streak bang mm-hmm. which is a big deal like people weren't really dyeing their hair like colors yeah, yet true um and they had to change the lyrics for some of the performances of this. yes because the original lyrics are baby i'm yours come into my bed and so Gasp. they had to change it to come into my heart instead when they performed on some music shows and I read that supposedly the choreo was also changed but I couldn't find more details on like when or why or how right this song interestingly like features some super early like auto-tune vocodery like effects Mm -hmm. and it also has like phone dial tones like (laughs) built into the beat which is interesting and Yoo Young Jin wrote this and he also appears in the music video for his little rap moment cameo (laughs) Next, on March 15th in 2000, they released their first Japanese compilation album called Prime, colon, SES, The Best. And the single was called T.O.P., Twinkling of Paradise. So this song features a Japanese rapper named Verbal. And he says the N-word at the beginning of this song. So just a warning, that's in there. There's also some pretty appropriative hair on all three of the ladies in this music video, which is in black and white and super like over contrasted Mm -hmm. to the point where like you can't see any features on anybody's faces, but you can see their braids. And I couldn't figure it out because I couldn't like sing into the Shazam to like find it. But I'm almost positive it's H.O.T. If it's not H.O.T., it's Shinwa or somebody else of this era did exactly Mm -hmm. this song. I'm pretty sure this song is like, I don't know, Mozart or something. Yeah, It's like a classical song. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in this exact slow beat, like there is a boy group song that is the same as this, Mm -hmm. but I couldn't figure out which one it was in the moment. So if anybody knows, let us know. But I don't know. Popular at the time, public domain hip hop was, uh, (laughs) it was the thing. (laughs) 
Uh, that same month, on March 19th of 2000, they had their first solo concert, which was called A Sweet Kiss from the World of Dream. It was held at the Olympic Park Gymnastics Stadium in Korea and had 10,000 attendees and made SES the first girl group to have and sell out a concert at this venue. On May 24th, 2000, they released their second Japanese album called Be Ever Wonderful. And the single for this one was a Japanese version of Love. Mm. And this one sold 5,000 copies. Great. And then on December 22nd in the year 2000, we got their fourth Korean album, A Letter from Greenland, with the title track, Show Me Your Love. song is actually a Korean cover of Japanese singer Misia's debut single. It went to number one for the month of December in 2000, sold 635,000 copies, and won eight music show trophies. The music video has them on like a photo shoot-esque set. Like it's Mm -hmm. not footage of a photo shoot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's photo shoot themed. Yes. And there's like pictures of them hanging everywhere and plastering full rooms. And they're wearing white outfits with like really wild collars, just like huge structured collars on these kind of wide leg white suit Mm -hmm. moments with like drapey scarves. And Shu has a really big hat. Yeah, it has very, like, sort of vintage, like, Audrey Hepburn, uh, Jackie O structures to some Mm. parts of, like, like the shape of the hat or the shape of the jacket. But then they're wearing these, like, weird, long, flowy pants or something. Um, And it's just supposed to be very, like, glamour. And it has a lot of shots of, like, the dark room with the photos Mm -hmm. and the negatives. Um, And, yeah, they just look really beautiful. There are five lyric credits for Bada on this whole album. The title track, though, credits the lyrics to all of SES. So they must have worked together to write the Korean lyrics for that one. Interesting. In March of 2001, they released the second single from this album, and it is called Be Natural. This song was written by Yoo Young Jin and it has like a black and white music video that stars a whole bunch of like non-Korean people like Mm. dancers and stuff. There's like a ship in the desert. It's very like smoky and dark and they're wearing like cool kind of like 1930s like man suits. Mm -hmm. They look very slick and very slick and cool. And there's also a point in the music video where there's like a boy group dancing, Mm. but they're very blurry and supposedly that's Blackbeat. That would make sense. Unconfirmed because you literally can't see them. They are like blurred. Mm-hmm. But I think it's Blackbeat. They're like <laughs> the boys behind SM kind of at all times. So, so that I wouldn't sense. be surprised. <laughs> um, also, Bada had like a super short haircut for this, which was, mm-hmm. I'm, I know it's always a big deal when someone goes like yeah. super this short. The first haircut. time she chopped it all off. She's 20 now. Like, yeah, they're grown. They're grown. They're wearing suits. Uh, And this song was re-released as the second official single by Red Velvet, which featured a pre-debut Taeyong, who was credited as an SR14B rookie. (laughs) (laughs) And we talked about it in the 2001 episode, but I'm so, it's so surprising to me 
because like the Espa version of dreams come true is like very true to dreams mm-hmm. come true, but like it sounds a little different and has like Espa vibes, but the red velvet cover of be natural is not different from the SES version At in all. any way to the point where it's like, did Red Velvet even sing it? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, it sounds exactly the same. <laughs> yes, and, like, to the point where they must have used the exact same backing track, track and, and everything. everything. Like, all... And then told them in the booth, like, make sure you sound like Just SES. like them. <laughs> <laughs> but I believe this is so early in Red Velvet that it's pre-Yerry. I yes. think it's just the four of mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. On March 16th, 2001, they put out their second Japanese compilation album called Here and There SES Singles Collection, and the title was Lovin' You. This was their last Japanese single, and it sold 3,000 copies. But they look, they definitely look like more grown up and oh, cool yeah. in this music video, like leopard print and cool hats. And like mm-hmm. Bada's short haircut really does make her look. She like, looks so, so grown. Much, like older. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they kind of have, they're not like, the setting of the music video is not really specific in any of the sets. They're just like in cool rooms with cool right, lighting. But it kind of has the feeling of like three single ladies having a drink at a bar. Yeah, or something they look like, like they're at like a classy mm-hmm. club of yes, some kind. Exactly. So July 11th, 2001, they released a compilation album entitled Surprise, and the single is Just In Love. So this album was a compilation album of Korean versions of Japanese singles. Mm. So we're using all the music, all the ways we can. This one was the number three album for July 2001 and sold 357,000 copies and they got one music show trophy for it. The music video was filmed in Thailand. They're wearing like all white outfits. Mm -hmm. As we talked about in the 2001 episode, Shu has these very orange micro braids. And micro braids were the trend of 2001. Every group, boy, girl, everybody had a member who had tiny little braids. Mm -hmm. It was the thing. And they're like riding on a yacht and standing in beautiful caves and just being like tropical girls. Um, And the styling for this one was like tank tops and big, big pants and hoop earrings and shiny hair Mm -hmm. and 2001 girl dreams. Yeah. And the music video, they're just wearing like different all white outfits on beaches so that they look nice and summery and tan. Uh, But the promos for this album, unfortunately, were cut short after Bada collapsed on stage during a music show performance. And so the other singles from this album were released without new music videos and instead just have like montage footage Mm. instead. Um, And I try I looked up like a couple different sources to find like more information about this collapse and most of the news segments and stuff I found were not translated Mm. so I'm not entirely sure like 
how this was reported, but it was one of those instances where like K-pop news made it onto the regular news Mm. because she, it happened live, like, and in the Uh, middle of like, literally in the middle of the song, she like hits her big note and then she falls to her knees and she has to get carried off. Like in a way that's very upsetting to watch, like that she does not seem conscious, like when they carry her off. And I believe she came back to finish that performance and then they canceled all the rest of the events but a very very scary thing to see for sure the next thing on the timeline february 14th 2002 they released their fifth album called choose my life you and the single is called you and it's just a single letter you This song was written by Nick Manick and Beauvais, and it was number one for February 2002, and the album was number 11 for the whole year of Mm. 2002, and sold 406,000 copies, which was their fourth consecutive monthly number one album, and they got five music show trophies for you. Wow. And this music video, we also talked a lot about in the Mm -hmm. 2002 episode, because it's very wild. Oh my God, it's such a trip. And it's so different from everything else that they've Absolutely ever done. Absolutely everything. Because like <laughs> Eugene is like a business lady and Shu mm-hmm. is a casino dealer, which I was like, ironic. Yeah. Uh, and Bada is like a photographer. And each of them are dealing with like large groups of ornery white men. Yeah. Who and are like making their lives hard yeah they get their revenge and like one of them literally unleashes a rottweiler onto a shirtless old white man wearing a spiked dog collar who is just like in a cage (laughs) and then she just like lets go of the leash and lets the rottweiler go to town (laughs) yeah it's wild um so this one was supposed to be their first like move into mature music Mm -hmm. and luke's and so they're wearing like shiny suits and like very frosty eye makeup Mm. i'm like uh they're grown up now um my favorite lyric from this is the chorus which is hey dude what you gonna do for me yeah what you gonna do i love the use of the word dude (laughs) (laughs) it's it's an underused word i think in music (laughs) this album had one lyric credit for bada on the song i wish i had a husband (laughs) (laughs) well she got one eventually she got one so that wish came true on July 7th, 2002, they released their third J- Japanese compilation album called SES Best. This was a compilation of their Korean songs and it was only released in Japan. On November 21st, 2002, they released another Korean compilation album just called Friend. And the single is called Soul to Soul, but it's stylized S period Roman numeral 2 period S. Yes. Because in Hangul, it's two is E, so it's still S E S. Yes. Oh, clever. (laughs) 
this song was written by Yu Young Jin, and this album only sold 95,000 copies. So, like, compared to all the years before. Yeah. Big dip. Big dip. Um, and the music video depicts a lot of mental anguish. <laughs> like, Bada is writing sad letters, and Eugene is, like, in a room in like a little nightgown like in a room with a million stuffed rabbit dolls and she's like stabbing them with scissors and then Shu has is under the covers of like a white bed and then she has this big glowing orb Mm -hmm. and she's like cradling the orb yeah we had a good time in our 2002 (laughs) episode like like, being like what what the fuck is happening in this But the styling is very interesting because they're wearing leather pants and they're low rise pants because yeah. it's 2002 now. It's and 2002, baby. Changed. So they're wearing low leather pants and these like teeny tiny like cropped vests as shirts that go right under the rib cage. So it's just like all belly. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a time. The chorus of this one says, it's not enough, baby. Wet me with your tears. Ooh, gross. Which I thought was very fascinating. (laughs) Um, And this is a song, we said this in the 2002 episode, they never performed Mm -hmm. this live. Like the music video is all that exists of it because at this point, the members were all doing individual activities and like the writing was on the wall that like it was probably time to be done with this. Coming to an end, yeah. So in December of 2002, like very quietly and without much fanfare, uh, they were disbanded because Eugene and Bada left SM when their contracts ended. And there doesn't seem to have been, I'm sure the fans were very sad, but mm-hmm. unlike when HOT and like Sex Cues disbanded, people were not like lighting cars on fire and yeah. freaking out about it. I think maybe everybody just like knew it was time because based on that last album sales, it seems like everybody knew it was or their moment had passed and yeah. other people were more popular. Or and it also seems because the disbandment came at their like contract expiration and that it was just simply like the members chose not to renew as opposed to like HOT that had so much drama surrounding it. Like this was just sort of a quiet, like we did our time and now we're done. And like they had already started doing independent activities. So yeah, it does seem much more like natural, a natural build to the disbandment that didn't ruffle too many feathers. Mm -hmm. Um, On June 25th, 2003, another Japanese compilation was released post-disbandment called Beautiful Songs. And this was also just another compilation of Korean songs, Mm. but released as a Japanese CD. Nice. Because at the time, I'm sure it was still very hard to like ship stuff like that Mm -hmm. and get things like that. So if you were a Japanese fan of SES, like getting a copy of a Korean album was probably impossible so you need to wait for them to release one just for you yeah 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 totally um but like i said at the beginning ses was known for having really good relationships with each other and with their fans um so they actually appeared together as a group several times uh after they disbanded in 2007 the three members got together with fans for a 10th anniversary fan me on december 1st uh then 2008 the members appeared together as a group on kbs's show happy sunday immortal famous songs where they talked about their casting stories and that's where they talked about how each one had gotten found then in 2009 they appeared together on NBC's show come to play where the producers created an SES special page on their website to collect netizen questions that the members answered on the show 
And then in 2012, the members put on another fan meeting on November 24th for uh, their 15th anniversary. And based on the 10th and then 15th anniversary, it seems like the members are just getting together and Mm. putting it on themselves because they're just saying like, hey, it's our 10th anniversary. We're no longer with SM, but we're going to do a fan meet. And like the way that the 10th anniversary one was uh, written about in like the archived news articles I found. It was just like, they're hosting a surprise event today at the mall, <laughs> like show up here or whatever. So it would just be like a, Hey, it's our anniversary. We're going to be at this coffee shop. Come on, Come down. on down. Like that kind wow. of like homegrown connection, um, which is pretty cute actually. Um, on December 27th, 2014, there was a special reunion for an episode of Infinite Challenge. So this was the first edition of Saturday, Saturday, I'm a Singer as revived by Infinite Challenge. And we talked about this in the HOT episode because Infinite Challenge was responsible for mm-hmm. literally reuniting HOT. Yeah. They had not spoken. Yes. In Unlike SES, they did not get along. Right. <laughs> and did not keep in touch. <laughs> so this was like the first version of this where they had like Turbo get back together mm-hmm. because Jungkook is like friends with all of them. And so yeah. they had like a couple of groups on this first, like, we're going to get all groups back together episode. But Eugene was super pregnant at the time. So they had Sohyun from Girls' Generation stand in as the Eugene cute. for their little like uh, medley stage. And it's very cute. Um, I could not find the full episodes anywhere, which disappointed me because I mm. wanted to watch it. But unlike the HOT one, it was not available. Boo. Misogyny. Um, but the performances are like you can watch the stages and yeah. stuff and it's cute. And all the people in the audience are like doing the dance and... I don't know. Everybody just looks happy because everyone loved SES and it was fun to relive their memories or whatever. And they have no bitterness between them (laughs) to sour the experience. (laughs) Then on December 29th, 2016, they released an SM station song called Love Story or Love Brackets Story. So the song is very interesting because it was written by Yu Young Jin and his brother Yu Han Jin, but it's like it's like SES the song. Mm-hmm. It has sample <laughs> like interpolation, like whole clips or not clips because they're singing it new. But the song is like made up of pieces of yeah. other SES songs. There's a rap at the end where they like name, name as many songs as they possibly can, um, and the music video is just like old footage from the days and it's really sweet and it like made me emotional to watch yeah. it like oh wow they did so much it was so long ago wow mm-hmm. it's very cute and it was very popular people were so excited the song like did yes. pretty well yes it did very well because so it came out at the end of December um, but they actually had like a whole promotional celebration all month long for their like upcoming anniversary starting on December 5th the group starred in a 10 episode reality show called remember i'm your ses i watched three episodes of it yesterday i wanted to get through the whole thing but i didn't (laughs) 
Then on December 17th, they went on Sketchbook to perform a medley of their biggest hits. And they were supposed to host SNL that month too, but Bada hurt her ankle filming the music videos. So they got, so they canceled the SNL appearance. Um, but then they did perform at the NBC Gaio, uh, celebration for the first time since 2002 where they performed i'm your girl and a brand new song that we'll get to in a second and that stage is in the playlist if you want to watch it fantastic so december 30th and 31st of 2016 they had a reunion concert mm-hmm. called remember the day yes this was two shows at the sejong university dayong hall and four thousand total tickets were sold for both days and they did old songs and the new songs they were putting out mm-hmm. and it's crazy because it was literally their second concert yes second concert ever and it's their 20th (laughs) anniversary reunion show which is like the culmination of this whole month-long celebration so it is pretty insane that that's only their second yeah i was so surprised to see that they had so few concerts but i know it was the old days and that stuff yeah. was expensive to put on and how popular is K-pop to justify it. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting because nowadays it's like a group will debut and then they immediately go on a 15 city tour. Yeah. And like this was like the most popular group of the time mm-hmm. and they had one concert. Yeah, But also it all fits with just the general SM pattern of touring the fuck out of your boys and never yeah, ever the putting alone. the girls <laughs> on a show at all yeah (laughs) so that's just how sm works (laughs) but then on january 2nd of 2017 they released the special album called remember with the title track of the same name This song was written by Eric Lidbaum, Fastlane, and Lisa Desmond with lyrics by the members of SES. It, the album peaked at number seven on the gown chart and sold 6,300 copies. And the music video just has grown-up SES wearing very lovely blouses and glamorous earrings Mm -hmm. and laying in pretty piles in a garden and holding each other. And you might cry if you watch it. It's just like beautiful and gauzy and lovely. And the little boy in it is Shu's son, which is so cute. That is so cute. That's so cute. That is so cute. There is a second single from this album that got a music video that I think we're going to watch it then because it is a personal yes. favorite of mine and it is called Paradise. And this song was written by Yu Young Jin with Mike Daly and Mitch Owens. And they have full choreography for mm-hmm. it. Cool suits and like sexy little onesies. There's like a silhouette moment. It's really colorful and like very trippy 2017 K-pop music video. It like cap it checks all the boxes but the song itself feels like a fun throwback because it's like a new jack swing song new jill swing yes new jill (laughs) swing exactly (laughs) and it was produced by the same three guys who made one of one wouldn't you know it has the exact same drum samples in it so i that doesn't surprise yep mike daly and mitch owens that's them (laughs) uh this album has six original tracks and three remakes of previous singles and an english version of remember 
which credits the English lyrics to all the SES members. There's no other credits on this album for any of them. So Bada didn't didn't write any of the songs. Uh-huh. Um, but then the very last thing they did for this uh, 2017 20th anniversary album was that they put on another surprise fan meet on March 1st. It was called I Will Be There Waiting for You. Oh, that's nice. I know. It's so sweet. So Love that's it. the story of SES. Yeah. And they're all they're all just mom. They're not just moms. It's not a just. It's very <laughs> important to be a mom. But they're all moms now. Yeah, doing they're mama mom dolls. Things. They can make their own mama doll they group. Should be in mama and mama doll too. Yeah. I'm just checking the date on it to see what it was for cuz I saw a cute picture of Bada and Shu together. And it wasn't that old. And I was like, oh, good. I'm glad everybody's still friends and that they aren't mad at her. Because when she finally revealed herself after being gone for so long, she was definitely like, and I'm very sorry to my members. Yeah. Because I've kind of tarnished our whole reputation by being a gambling addict. Yeah. Well, and this, all of this stuff happened, like that, all that 20th. Uh, uh, anniversary celebration stuff happened in 2017 and I believe the very next year yep. was when she got prosecuted so they haven't really done anything since all of that came out but they do still seem to get along and keep in yeah. touch and they always did even after right. their disbandment so hopefully they're still friends with her <laughs> I don't know <laughs> gambling addiction is still an addiction yeah <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed doing this I personally really love SES music so much mm-hmm. because because it brings me back so much. Like even though this wasn't actually part of my 90s life, it feels like it could have been. Totally. Like I've said before that like if high school me saw like a super junior music video, I would have like laughed and then walked away from it and mm-hmm. never been interested in K-pop at all. But like if 1997 me had heard an SES album, me and my Girl Scout troop would have been making up dances oh, yeah. to these songs like, oh my God. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I had all of them. The Bewitched, the TLC, the Dream album. The Spice Girls, like, The all Spice of Girls, all those groups. And these fit in, this yeah. fits in so much. 100%. With all of that, mm-hmm. that it just makes me feel nostalgic and I really enjoy listening to SES. So yeah. if you've never checked them out, I think that you should. Their music's very pleasant and fun. Um, So yeah, I I very much enjoyed this. Even like the B-sides are a good time. For sure. Mm -hmm. All right, we'll be right back to watch a music video. All right, we're back and we're going to close this out by watching the most recent SES thing, which is the second single Paradise from their reunion album. Yes. Normally in a deep dive, we will watch the group's most popular music video, but or like that's what we do when we uh, get them in the random game. Right. So we Mm -hmm. usually use the same rules. And then when we have these like first gen groups, we can't go off YouTube views. So we kind of just like pick like, well, what was their biggest hit? But we've actually gotten SES in the random game before. For sure. And because of our 20 year back looks into these some of these years, we've talked about so many SES music videos, yes. like all the main ones. We've already talked about them all. So that's why we're choosing Paradise. It's just a personal favorite because we've literally talked about all of the 
like yes you know capital v ses music videos those have already been played on this so we're just picking a personal favorite and we're going with paradise i'm excited because i really (laughs) love this song and yeah spoiler alert this album is my recommendation i'll get into it in a second but if you'd like to watch ses paradise with us just pull it up and press play when i say go three two one Wow. Yeah. We've got silhouettes and red background. With a rotary phone and a vintage car. Ooh, changing to suits. Old phone. Oh, I love this fringe jacket on <gasps> yes. This like tile room. Plants inside. Gotta have it. That is almost like that TVXQ like love line. Yes, it's the same here, so I feel like it. Yeah, it has the same vibes. And all the like cameras pointing at all the TVs on the mm. ground is like a shiny good evening. Yep. Like there's a lot of things. Yeah, in yeah, this yeah. That I feel, but I love these suit looks and the little glasses or glasses gloves. Mm-hmm. I also love these white onesies. They look yeah. so cute in them. Mm, this reminds me of something else that mm, have I just seen people do covers of this or <laughs> or it is just it making me so think familiar of or something another song yeah those like cupcake holder gloves that are like they they're like ruffled like the cupcake papers <laughs> I'm so young I love that women named Eugene use the name Eugene it's extremely it's very, popular. It's very popular and I think it's very cute. I have a I have a Eunice in my dance class, a little oh, seven-year-old Eunice. Well, we used to take class with a woman who went by Eugene. Yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen jokes on TikTok before of like, oh, are you Korean American? Is your sister's name Eugene? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I love girls with boy names, and I think it's really like Eugene in particular is just like such a nerdy like mm, Eugene. Yeah, because of Greece, like, that's yeah, what yeah, the yeah. like nerd's name is. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love it as a lady's name. They all look so pretty mm-hmm. and glamorous, and yes. Yeah, and this like insane tiled like spa room becomes like a bi-laser disco. disco. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're always just like in piles. I they know, love they to love cuddle. To cuddle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
S-E-S. No, but that that part that's like... That like yes. makes me think of something else. That I, I totally yeah, agree. Yeah, yeah. I can't figure out what it is, but yes. I don't know what that is, but it's something. It's something. If anybody knows. <laughs> it's something. Let us know. Um, okay. Weekly recommendations. Do you have any recommendation besides not one that is SES related? Okay. I only have an SES related one because I'm not caught up on things, but I do just want to recommend this whole 20th anniversary album. Mm. It's really, really good because I feel like it captures the spirit of SES so well. But since it was made in 2017, it just has like better sound quality in general. And the like song arrangements are more interesting and they're better singers. And like, I don't know, it just feels like a really fully realized Mm. version of SES and all of the songs are so good. But I also just kind of recommend their whole discography because if you are an eighties baby, it will take you back. Like even if you've never heard it, it will take you back to a place you've never been. And it'll be a good time. Yeah. (laughs) So I just recommend SES in general because I like them. Yeah. They're a good group. They're a good group. And one of the few like first gen groups that we can go back through their discography and confidently say like, this is pleasant. Yeah, it's good. (laughs) And it's nice to listen to. And it's not, it doesn't hurt your ears and it isn't bad, Mm -hmm. but it all is, it is very samey, but I don't think that's bad, but it is very samey. Like a lot of their songs just sound like. Yu Young Jin took the song he wrote and then just like moved a few notes around yeah. and was like, new song. <laughs> You're like writing like barely legal versions, versions of, of your own, own songs. songs. Yes. <laughs> totally, totally. Um, well, my recommendation is not about SES, but it is tangentially related in the sense that this is a new girl group who also focuses on a sort of nostalgic sound with kind of an early 2000s vibe in their styling and that is the newest release from 5050 of course this is the song is called cupid it's supposedly a pre-release track for an upcoming first album all right and i love it i have had it stuck in my head (laughs) since it came out it is like a jaunty pleasant like laid back tune that i feel like would have fit into this entire episode like easily the vibes of it would have because it's just like nice and light but it's a very like sad bitter song about like love isn't real and cupid is so dumb (laughs) and like i give up on love and like cupid can have my second chance because i'm done but the song is so pleasant and lovely and like we've said so many times in our end of the year episodes i adore the voices of the members of 50 50 so i'm really excited for this new album that will hopefully be coming out soon yes good perfect great recommendation i love it and we wouldn't have them if we didn't have ses so thanks ladies (laughs) everything's connected it always is um, but that is it for this week. If you would like to get in contact with us, we can be found at Pod on Twitter and Instagram, amakpoppod at gmail.com for emails, 181-AMAKpop5 if you want to text us or send us a voicemail, P.O. Box 26096, Los Angeles, California, 90264, mail. You can go to patreon.com slash amakpoppod and get bonus episodes. Also, 
note to the patrons. This will lead into my next thing, which is that there is merch available at askmeaboutkpop.com. Askmeaboutkpop.com. Unfortunately, I said wrong last week. At the moment, international sales are not possible, Sorry. which is a bummer. We're trying to figure We're it out. We're trying to figure y'all. it out. But Patreon patrons, please go check the Patreon page because we wanted to thank you all for supporting us always. So if you are a Patreon patron, you can get the smallest merch pack for free or you can get the bigger one half off. There's a code <gasps> on Patreon. So go check that out. Um, what a treat. <laughs> link tree slash AMA K-pop to go to like our YouTube channel where we have all of these SES videos and a nice little crisp playlist, mm-hmm. as well as things like K-pop the Quark and video content with One Us and all kinds of fun things on our YouTube channel. And that's it. Merch Patreon link tree. I said it. Ask me about kpop.com. Yeah. That's where the merch is at. <laughs> um and you yeah. said that too. I've, I'll say it. I'll keep saying it. Um, and that's all. I think so. The end. Good Great job. job. Thanks for tuning in <laughs> to this deep dive. We'll see you next week. We love you. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Jonghyun, you're our inspiration. <laughs> <laughs>